LeeTDickey.com. What's going on, everybody? Lee Dickey here. Welcome to another episode, to a new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. How are you all today? I am recording this intro on November 2nd, 2019, and I'm sitting in one of my outdoor offices. I'm not used to sitting in my outdoor office with a jacket on and with it being so cold. Yes, I know it's November and we're getting into the colder parts of the year, but I'm still not used to it. I'm wearing gloves, I'm wearing a jacket, I'm wearing a hat. It's, I suppose that's just par for the course and just somebody marking his territory, but I am not used to this at all. Not used to sitting in an outdoor office where it's quarter after seven and I'm recording an intro having to bundle up. Oh well, whatever par for the course and it's just business as usual as you know how it goes but today welcome to a brand new episode of the beats and speaks podcast and a new episode in the star wars mini series here on the beats and speaks podcast before i tell you who my guest is i want to tell you where to find the beats and speaks podcast of course new episodes of the beats and speaks podcast are released every friday at midnight eastern time on my official website leetdickey.com apple podcasts spotify google play and your favorite podcast app and player of choice. Now, we're also on YouTube. If you search for Lee Dickey TV, of course, all those links will be in the description. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, please email me at Lee T. Dickey, that's L-E-I-G-H-T-D-I-C-K-E-Y at gmail.com, and we will set something up and go from there so you and I can have a good old-fashioned conversation and you can find yourself on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. Now, you can leave us reviews too, and please do. Comment, like, share, subscribe, and leave us a review on iTunes, your favorite podcast app and player of choice. You can also leave reviews on my official Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Lee T. Dickey. All right, now that all that housekeeping is out of the way, I suppose I should tell you about my guest this week. My guest on this new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast and a new episode in the Star Wars miniseries right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast is Sam Ince from Melbourne, Australia. He is a co-host or the host of the Beta Network podcast, which is a gaming and film podcast. All the latest and greatest in games and film can be found right there on the Beta Network podcast from Sam Ince. It was a real pleasure to have Sam on to talk his fandom of Star Wars where it started, what he thinks of the prequels, whether they were necessary, how excited he is for the rise of Skywalker, whether Yoda is the greatest teacher, everything and anything Star Wars came out in this episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast and in this episode of the Star Wars miniseries right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. Of course, you can find the Beta Network on your favorite podcast app and player of choice. I will leave several links down below go subscribe to sam and the beta network podcast go follow him go subscribe to him go leave him reviews and go be nice to him you know go listen to the episodes and listen to the podcast for the beta network it's a fantastic show i'm knee deep into it there are about seven, 17 episodes in as of the recording of this intro but it is a great show it's a fan, sam was a fantastic guest so sam if you're listening to this Please uh, do enjoy the episode. It was a pleasure to have you on. And if you ever want to come back and do another episode, my inbox is always on and my door is always open. And if any of your co-hosts 
want to do an episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, the invitation is extended to them as well. So, I mean, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Please comment, like, share, and subscribe. Enjoy Sam Ince right here on the new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast and a new episode within the Star Wars miniseries right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. Go find the Beta Network podcast, which is Sam's show, on your favorite podcast app and player of choice. But that's all the shilling I want to do for right now. Let's get into the main event. Why you guys are here, Sam Ince on a new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast talking all about Star Wars. Here we go. Hi, this is Sam from the Beta Network podcast, and you're listening to the Beats and Speaks podcast with Lee Dickey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. Of course, I am your host, Lee Dickey, and today I am lucky enough to be joined by a very patient man, because this is about the fourth or fifth time we've tried to do this. <laughs> he is joining us all the way from Melbourne, Australia, so he's living in the future. Now, granted, maybe you need a DeLorean to get there. I don't know, but at this hour, <laughs> I'm not sure whether I can get up to 88 miles an hour, but I'm sure he can tell us what the future looks like. We're here to talk about Star Wars, and I'm joined by Sam Ince of the Beta Network. Sam, how are you? Thank you for joining us this week. <laughs> Hi, Lee. Thank you so much for having me on. And I'll say that uh, the future for you holds that you will be into Star Wars, hopefully. <laughs> that is the goal of this little mini-series on the, uh, on the Beats and Speaks podcast. Now, you're a fan. I am not. Or at least not. I'm not as big of a fan. I suppose as I'm getting older, I'm starting to gain an appreciation for the films themselves. I know I love the music. Like John Williams is a fantastic composer. And I know he's done Home Alone, he's done Superman, and of course he's done Star Wars and a whole boatload of others. So if, you, if anybody out there is looking for a sort of film music to sort of get lost to, anything by John Williams will satiate your palate. So, but where did um, your fandom of Star Wars start? Yeah. Uh, so for me, um, it's good that you raise the point of John Williams because I myself am a musician, so that's actually part of what drew me in. Um, but for me, it actually started when I was about six years old. So um, a little bit about me, I'm into video games and film. I've been a gamer since I was about six years old. So, um, you know, uh, along with that, it naturally comes, uh, comes watching a lot of movies. And especially because I'm the nerd type, I always look for, you know, that style of film. So for me, Lord of the Rings, uh, Star Wars, you know, um, back to Back to the Future, I guess, is not as nerdy, but I was very much into that sci-fi, fantasy kind of stuff. Um, but for me, it started with just watching uh, action films with my dad. So he had um, random videos that you'd put in a VCR back in the day. And um, one day I decided, well, I want to watch something different. And I looked through his shelf and found there was episode one, The Phantom Menace uh, of Star Wars. So I said, I'll pop this in and we'll see how it goes, I guess. And I, um, I found myself immediately getting lost in the, not only in the score, but in those fight scenes, which granted we had to wait a bit of time for because the biggest fight scene and the best one is right at the end of the film. But I think they really drew me into, I guess, what a part, just one part of what Star Wars is and just really intrigued me. So, I mean, you mentioned The Phantom Menace being your first foray into the Star Wars franchise mm. universe. So, I'm assuming you had to go backwards and see the, the original trilogy. I did, yes. 
So what was that like for you? Well, um, I can tell you one thing. Uh, action scenes do not come across as well <laughs> in terms of, uh, obviously, um, production value and things like that. But having said that, um, when I went back to watch the others, I found there was something there was something about both films that the prequels or specifically the sentiments at the time was missing. And that was just how well, I guess directed the story, or how, uh, or should I say it was really much following the path properly rather than um, scattering out into a few different things. Because as a kid, the whole trade negotiation section of, uh, the Phantom Menace did not mean a thing to me. I didn't understand it. Um, and I wasn't trying to understand it, to be honest, because it all went over my head. Um, but I honestly, I, even though the production value was a bit low off, um, because of the time, of course, I still found myself just absolutely loving those prequels from the start of um, episode four when, you know, when it opens up into space and you've just got uh, a massive starfighter, uh, I believe it was the... The battle, I've lost the names now, but the big, the, those big battle cruiser ships, um, one of them was chasing down, uh, the little, the little rebel ship and was, you know, firing away at, it was just, it was one of these things that it's like, oh, you immediately notice, um, just the size of the empire versus the resistance. And I'm like, okay, if the resistance is going to win this, uh, they got a lot of prepping to do. And that really got me intrigued in the story of the originals. See, this interview between you and I right now was probably one that I was most excited for. I've done a few of these in this Star Wars miniseries <clears throat> in the canon can waiting to be released. But I, I was wondering, like, did anything differ in terms of what you guys saw over in uh, Melbourne, Australia, where you're from? And, uh, like, I, I live in Canada myself. <clears throat> is there anything that deferred in terms of what you saw when it came to the release of the films or any of the merchandise in uh, Melbourne as opposed to like say what we got here in North America? Um, well, as far as I'm aware, um, obviously the films would have had to have been the exact same. Uh, I'd be a little bit annoyed if we got something different to what you guys got. Um, but no, um, mostly it was the same. Uh, Merchandise was, you know, pretty much the same. We got the toy lightsabers, the plushie dolls, all the, all the standard kind of stuff that a film will do to really promote themselves. Um, I would definitely say that um, the, yeah, the films how they were presented to us the exact same, and I feel like the fandom is probably also the same and just as strong a area as it probably is in North America. So, I mean, you mentioned the Phantom Menace earlier, mm. that being the start of the. Uh, the prequel trilogy with uh, Attack of the Clones following that and then Revenge of the Sith following that. Um, and Wikipedia, yeah. Wikipedia is my reference, by the way, for those wondering. Like, <laughs> he's not a big fan. How did he figure that out? Believe me, Wikipedia will tell you everything. <laughs> so you started with the prequels, or at least the start of the prequels with The Phantom Menace as your first foray into Star Wars. Yeah. Do you think they were necessary? Okay, so, um, so that, that is a question that I was kind of ready for, but also kind of not. Um, I think that um, without the prequels, they could have still gone on to make the current ones, which they're doing. Um, you know, it would have been nice to see them carry on from the original trilogy. However, I'd say that, uh, I, I mean, I may have a bit of bias because, of course, the prequels, uh, one of the prequel films was my first film. Um, whether they, I, I personally feel that, 
whether they were necessary or not, which I would probably say in terms of timeline, they probably weren't that necessary. Um, they were still films that I felt in, its, in their own way um, did explain how we got to uh, the original trilogy, you know. And whilst a lot of, obviously, um, older Star Wars fans uh, were, they, you know, were not a fan of the prequels at all, I felt that over time um, there, was a gro- there was a growing appreciation for the prequels. I mean, you've seen all the one the little side of it. You've seen all the memes about uh, General Kenobi and um, that one's one of the biggest ones I could think of. But um, on top of that, the fact that a lot of people now are asking for, um, well, we're asking for an Obi-Wan Kenobi film featuring Ewan McGregor just shows that even if they weren't, they weren't that necessary, there was definitely a fandom for them and we're happy that they were there, even if not directly at the time. Fair enough. I mean, and believe me, I want to get an appreciation for Star Wars. So I love talking to people like yourself uh, when it comes to, you know, understanding where this all, the, the, the franchise and your fandom of it all sits. Mm-hmm. With, you know, like I spoke, okay, you mentioned the, um, the newer films. Yep. Why don't we get into into that a little bit? Like, how do you feel sure. about the sort of the Disney takeover, the the Disneyfication of the Star Wars franchise? Yeah. So for me, um, I'm very optimistic uh, with the films. Like, I'm always happy to hear that someone's taking it on and furthering the story for it. Um, of course, like any Star Wars fan, I noticed that there were a few issues with Episode Eight, um, and that they kind of pulled us out a little bit. Some Obviously, there are some fans who have an issue with them with the new films all around. I personally still liked 8 to some extent. I thought it was an enjoyable film. Um, I absolutely loved 7 as the start-up to the new trilogy. But I'm also just happy that Disney has taken the approach of going, not only getting the films, um, we're doing other films in between. For example, Han Solo, oh, sorry, Solo, A Star Wars Story, um, as well as uh, there was... The other one, which is just blanking on me right now, I'll be honest, that one I didn't enjoy as much, which is a fairly unpopular opinion. Um, Rogue One, there we go. But I'm just glad they're also doing, looking into TV series, obviously launching with um, Disney Plus just means that we're getting, you know, more stuff that's not just based around Anakin and Luke Skywalker, that we're actually getting some other stuff just exploring the world of Star Wars. So, I mean... I don't know. I, I've talked to several people, and they've some of them aren't hot on the the Disney uh, takeover. Some, I think one of them was. There was somebody I I interviewed uh, not too long ago that loved the fact that uh, Disney had taken over. So, I suppose, like with the rise of Skywalker, uh, at least I think it's coming out here at the end of the year. I'm not sure when you guys are getting it. Maybe around the same time. <laughs> Are, yeah, are you, uh, around December, uh, Christmas time, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, are you going to go see it for the sake of seeing it, or are you going to go see it in the hopes that, like, I suppose it's just an awesome film? Um, for me, I'm going to go see it purely because I'm a fan. I love Star Wars. I've loved the directions they've taken with uh, taken it in certain circumstances, as I mentioned before, episode eight, unfortunately didn't live up to the hype. Um, 
you know, there was just a few thoughts that Ryan Johnson had made that maybe didn't really fit with the Star Wars ethos. But having said that, um, I am definitely really excited uh, to go watch uh, The Rise of Skywalker, to watch this new film, because one, um, I, unfortunately, I wasn't old enough to go see the original Star Wars films in a cinema. I wasn't even born at that point. And um, but when the uh, prequel trilogy came out, I was just a little boy. So again, was not able to get in. So now I just love taking in the Star Wars uh, feel in the actual cinema and going to see, you know, what I'm hoping and I believe will be a fantastic film. Actually, I'll tell you a, a story about um, the um, about sneaking in to actually see bits and pieces of a Star Wars film. There we go. This this would be interesting. When I was, I think, I think I might have been thirteen. So this mm-hmm. would've, this would have been about two thousand and two. I want to say. Um. My what happened was my sister had come to visit, you know, my dad, my mom, and myself. Yeah. And we all decided to go see a movie. The thing is, my sister's taste and my taste are very different. As most brothers and sisters are. <laughs> right. I, and I'm the younger one too. So <laughs> when we went, she wanted to see Star Wars. I had no desire to see it whatsoever <laughs> and uh i i can't remember what my mom and i saw so my mom and i went to see something else and my sister and my dad went to see star wars i think it was uh, attack of the clones at that point yeah so they go and what i guess my mom and i didn't realize is that our film ran shorter than a Star Wars film, as most of them do, because Star Wars yeah. lasts about a year. So <laughs> we we get out of um, the theater that we're in, and my mom is a bit worried because she can't find you know my dad or my sister anywhere. We don't realize that they're still in the theater, right? That Star Wars is still running. Mm. So we, we go up to an attendant uh, that works in the theater, and he's just sweeping the floors and, you know, sweeping the garbage into a sort of a receptacle. And we explain what's going on, or at least my mom does. And he says, well, if you don't tell anybody, I can let you in there. <laughs> hey, hey. And, he, and here we are 17 years later. I'm outing the poor guy on a podcast. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure by now he might have another job or if not, he's... Gonna be fired. <laughs> chances are, chances are. I'm not even sure that movie theater's there anymore. I don't think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean that, that's basically my foray with Star Wars, with sneaking into a movie theater just to see bits and pieces and wonder where my dad and sister are. Um, mm. But have you? In, I'm assuming you've seen all of the films. Yeah, correct. Is there? Like taking into uh, account that Phantom Menace was your first film, if you put that up against, say, any film in the original trilogy, per se, mm. for argument's sake, what would you rather watch? The Phantom Menace because it was your first foray, or would you rather watch 
any film in the original trilogy? See, for me, for me, that's a real hard one. I mean, I I love watching, um, I love watching the films as a whole. So whenever I sit down to watch one, I either end up watching all in the one day, or I end up progressing through them over the next couple of days and just watch one film a night or something like that. Um, so for me, it is a little bit hard to pick. However, I would say that um, so the Phantom Menace. Um, has become a much-loved film by me, obviously, because it was my first experience with Star Wars, and I did go back to enjoy uh, the trade negotiation segments as I got older. But I feel that, um, for me, the one film that, I guess, really made me excited for Star Wars more than any more than any other film franchise would have been Episode Five, because, obviously, um, it has that iconic twist where you find out that Darth Vader is indeed Luke Skywalker's father, which... As a kid, I did not see coming, and I'm sure that when that was in cinemas, no one saw that coming, because that was the first time that kind of thing had been done. And episode five is, is it The Empire Strikes Back? Or Yeah, that's the one. That's, that's the one. Okay. So was there, is there a, a moment in that film, aside from like, Luke, I am your father, mm-hmm. like the pivotal sort of moment in the franchise, is there a moment in that film that sort of sticks out to you? Um, for me, it's not necessarily a particular moment. Um, for me, it's actually more the progression of the film. Um, I like the fact that we, you've got, for example, Luke Skywalker, and he's um, and he's on his quest to become a Jedi, and he's starting to learn. But then, you know, out of his, um, I guess, inexperience and out of his lack of understanding and knowledge, he runs off to face Darth Vader before he's ready. And I just like that idea that. He comes this kid with absolute passion. You see his heart on his sleeve. It was one of those moments, you know, and, and like you said, the, the you know, the uh, I am your father, you know, that iconic line is definitely, is definitely the highlight of the film. I think it's just how everything led up to that point that I absolutely loved. Um, I couldn't pull out specifically one moment, I would say. Um, I did love um, the training segments with Yoda. That was, that was hilarious. Um, definitely got a bit of a grin out of that one um but it's just watching we progress from you know the little almost the innocent boy in episode four uh, a new hope into this jedi and the decisions he makes that actually forms who he is by the time he gets to um you know episode six so he gets to the return of the jedi so i mean we've gone through all that and there's obviously there's way too much in the Star Wars uh, franchise that I can possibly cover here on a podcast. <laughs> but here's a, a question for you. I mean, I, I was I was talking to someone a few days ago whether or not, and I asked them whether or not they think, from, from a fan standpoint. <clears throat> Do you think Yoda is a good teacher? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that is loaded, isn't it? Um, I'm gonna have to take a second to think about this one because when when you when you have a look at, I guess his his way of of going about his teaching of um, of Luke, when he first gets there, he um, almost doesn't even seem interested in training Luke uh, when when um, 
when Luke first gets to Dagobah, um, the system where uh, where Yoda is living, you know, Yoda seems completely uninterested by him, um, or you know, as it seems to my the way I view the film. Um, but I think that what was really vital to the way the way that Yoda taught was it was about understanding the feelings and the emotions of being a Jedi. He, you know, he explained to Luke that it was a feeling, not an action, you know? And I think um, if I compare that to, I guess, my teachers, my mentors, people that I've had in my life that have really helped me grow into the person I am today, um, the best advice I've ever gotten had to do with feelings. All the best bits, you know, all the best things I've learned have always been, you know, understand how you feel about something, understand what you know about something before just acting on it, you know? Um, I guess the modern Jedi, if we fast forward to episode seven, um, you know, you've just got someone who's not even considered a Jedi, just trying things. And well, again, some people might disagree with me, but, um, uh, but you get a Jedi, you know, attempting something and she managed to pull off this, uh, this, I guess, force ability that takes years and years of training Whereas back in the original trilogy, Luke kind of had to go through all that and understand that. So, um, and having Yoda there made him, I believe, more rounded out. So I personally would say yes, but I would say he's also a bit of a strange teacher. Well, I suppose the world is full of strange people, whether fiction, if, you know, fiction or not. But um, I, I would be one because I'm hosting a podcast and it, I'm keeping somebody up. Till like one in the morning talking about Star Wars. That's all right. <laughs> hey, I love talking about Star Wars, so I'm happy to stay up to talk about Star Wars. Fair. And I appreciate the fact that uh, you wanted to do this again, so thank you. Um, right before we wrap up, I suppose, if you could spend a day with an actor, a character, or anyone on, say, the production side of Star Wars, who would it be and why? Oh, okay. Um, all right. So I'm trying. I'm just trying to think how how this would work because I can. I'm firing off so many different uh, ideas in my head. Um, I would like to say that I would go bad to be a bit different and spend time with like Darth Vader, but realistically, I know I probably wouldn't. That'd be a bit scary for me. Um, if I, if I was being completely realistic, um, for me, um, I would say. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi and in turn he, uh, from from the prequels and in turn uh, Ewan McGregor because obviously he portrays him in the films um, because for me I love the idea of you know again I, I love the idea of training and learning and I love the whole idea of now the student becomes a master kind of thing and he learned under Qui-Gon Jinn and he you know he worked hard to do what was right and he became um, he became a Jedi Knight and became a member of the council and uh, became a master of the force. Um, and I just love the fact that um, unlike a lot of the other uh, Jedi on the council and a lot of the other Jedi that we see in the films, he's probably the most level-headed. He's, he understands his position with the council and he doesn't want to go against them, but he also knows how to um, go with his better judgment. Um, and knows how to actually do what's right, even if it's against the wishes of the other people who are, you know, who are supporting the good side of the force, I guess. 
And also, I, I love his lightsaber designs. So, you know, I would love to get a cheeky look at one of those and mess around with it if I could. It's, it's all about the lightsabers, I'm sure. <laughs> In the end of the day. <laughs> the, the, the only difference between the men and the boys is the size of their toys. <laughs> and how shiny it is. Exactly. Well, thank you, Sam, for uh, joining us on the Beats and Speaks podcast and beguiling us with your love of Star Wars. I appreciate it. And um, if very quickly, if you're on social media, where can they find you? Okay, so uh, a couple of places. So uh, I am on Twitter. Uh, my personal Twitter is at Sam Ince. I've also got um, the Beta Network podcast uh, Twitter, uh, which is basically just a video games and film podcast. And we can be found at, at the Network Beta. Um, Basically, yeah, we're pretty active there. Um, and I think those are the main places. I, oh, I, I almost forgot one. Um, you can also email me. Um, my email is uh, beta network feedback at gmail.com. That's the main email I can be reached at. Great. Sam, thank you again for coming on the show and pretty much explaining Star Wars to me <laughs> as much as we both could cover here on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, thank you, Lee. My my Wikipedia research aside, there is nothing more exciting than talking to a fan. So, thank you very much for joining us this week. No worries. Thank you. All right, Sam. Uh, again, I appreciate it, and I'm sure we will catch you down the road at some point. Of course, definitely. I will post all your links below, so guys, go check him out. And uh, thanks again. We will talk to you later, my friend. Thank you, Lee. You have a good one. You too. Well, there it is. There you have it. There you go. My interview with Sam Ince right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast and a new episode within the Star Wars miniseries right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. If you want to find Sam Ince and his show, the Beta Network podcast, I will post several links below because it is available on your favorite podcast app and player of choice. Again, Sam, it was a real pleasure to have you on. If you ever want to come back and do another episode, do another round, and go one-on-one with me ever again. My inbox is always on and my door is always open. If any of your co-hosts want to come on and do an episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, the invitation is extended to them as well. But of course, you guys should go subscribe to and go find Sam's podcast, the Beta Network podcast, which is available on your favorite podcast app and player of choice. But after you do that, please do come subscribe to the Beats and Speaks podcast, which is this show on your favorite podcast app and player of choice, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, my official website, LeeTDickey.com, where episodes are released every single Friday at midnight Eastern time. You can find us on YouTube as well by searching for Lee Dickey TV. All those links will be in the description below. Please do comment, like, share, subscribe, and leave us a review on iTunes and your favorite podcast app and player of choice. You can leave reviews as well on my official Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Lee T. Dickey, and I will feature them right here on the podcast. I will read them out and feature them front and center on my official website, LeeTDickey.com. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, please email me at leetdickey at gmail.com and we will set something up so you and I can have a conversation and you can find yourself and hear yourself on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. All right, 
Well, that wraps up another episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast and another episode within the Star Wars miniseries right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. Go subscribe to Sam Ince's podcast, the Beta Network podcast on your podcast, on your favorite podcast app and player of choice. Find the Beats and Speaks podcast absolutely everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, my official website, LeeTDickey.com. Remember that new episodes go live every Friday at midnight, midnight Eastern time and enjoy the show. Please comment, like, share, and subscribe, and we will see you all and talk to you all next Friday for a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. We'll see you all next time. Talk to you all later. It was a real pleasure. Sam, thank you again, and we will talk to you all again soon. All right, Lee Dickey for the Beats and Speaks podcast, signing off. Peace. T. Dickey.com.